And now, here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Shaping Success. I'm your host, Wes Tankersley. Today we have a special guest, but just remember that this show is about showing other people what success looks like. I think that it's lost on a lot of people that success is defined by you. And I think many people think that it has to do with money, cars, and things like that. It's not about the material things. It's about if you're happy in what you're doing. So without further ado, here is our guest, Catherine Cox. She's a good friend of mine. She co-hosted One Drink Wednesday with me a couple weeks ago. She's introduced (laughs) me to a few of my guests as well. And um, my friend Jay Finning introduced us. So Kat, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Wes. I appreciate it. And I wholly agree with what you say about success. It isn't all about how much you have or what flashy cars you have, because when it comes down to it at the end of the end of it all, it's going to be what did you what did you contribute to society? And, you know, were you a good person? I don't know, like a good family member, a good friend, you know, those kind of things. And did you have a good life? Um, I love my life. I get to do all kinds of fun things. So very enjoyable. It was, it's super cool to get to hang out with you, get to know you. I mean, one, I think one of the first interactions I had with you, well, you followed me. You followed me when Jay yeah, and I started. I can't remember what, what happened because Jay and I never did anything live until it's been almost a year now. But um, you followed yeah, me and then true. like all of a sudden I'm getting all these notifications that you like my posts and you like my stories and things like that. And <laughs> And then it just kind of blossomed into this friendship. And then we started doing One Drink Wednesday. Yep. And, um, you know, we, trust I think me. you, yep, trust <laughs> me, vodka, yep. Which, um, you know, that's a great story in itself because interviewing those people, it's kind of where I ended up with Trust Me. It's like I ran into someone who introduced me to Trust Me. And then I ended up getting Mark Simo, the, you know, the founder of Trust Me Vodka on my podcast. I know. And so, amazing. Yep. It's super cool. I think connection is a, a really cool thing. So it is. It's vital. Um, what people don't understand is what makes so um, just a little bit about myself. Currently, I work for an airline, but I have worked in many different positions, usually almost always customer service um, types of positions. I have I have done things that like just because I wanted to try it, you know, <laughs> Yeah. I, I worked at a flower shop and, and designed floral, uh, floral arrangements for the very wealthy up in uh, Southern California. And that was a blast. I mean, it was so much fun because it's like, I want something like this. And then to be able to create something and hand it to them and they are like stunned. And can you do this again? And can you add this or can you add, you know, like different yeah. things like that. So uh, it's, it's doing something, you know, like, uh, I guess what I want to say is the old adage of, um, do what you love and you never work a day in your life. Right. And, um, that kind of, I kind of had to take a step back from that a little bit because, excuse me. Anyway, I had to take a step back from that a little bit because, um, I listened to a podcast, Jay Finney's podcast (laughs) recently. And the gentleman said that, he loved art, right? And that was his thing. But he ended up working a summer job and it ended up being his entire life's career. But when you listen to how he explains things and what he talked about and the things he did, he took that career of working with automobiles 
and made it into art right. and it's his art form, right? So he still is doing what he loved, even if that wasn't his original intention. And I think people can learn a lot from that kind of a thing. You know, you can learn a lot from saying you can, you can either say, I hate my job and I'm having to go into it just to make my bills, you know, or right. you can say, what about my job? Do I really enjoy doing? And what can I, you know, what do I like as a person? And what am I going to make that in my job? So I like travel. I work for an airline now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, accounting is just kind of the, my means to an end. I do the accounting, but I also get the opportunity to travel places that I would have never gotten the opportunity to travel before. So like, for instance, um, I went to Petra, Jordan, saw the Dead Sea, yeah. got to drive a car in Jordan, which for a woman is really unusual. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also had the opportunity to see um, the treasury and all of the ruins and everything. They have the Colosseum. I mean, there's just like, there's so much more to it than just the iconic treasury. You walk for miles and it's just gorgeous. Right. Um, so those are the kind of things like my bucket list is bigger now because I have a job that allows me to have that. So, yeah, I, well, let's I let's talk it. a little bit about because that's super cool. I think traveling is an awesome thing. And I don't know if you guys haven't listened to the G's Wiles uh, episode yet. <laughs> it's super cool because he does. He, I don't know if you heard that one or not, but we had his name is uh, G's Wiles and he has Captain Ahab. This, I saw that. I was like, yeah. oh, I need to listen to this. one. <laughs> it's a really good story because his his grandfather left on World War Two and he's they basically did a prank and they went out and during world war two, they'd go and steal something out of someone's yard and then they'd take it with them. He was in the Navy on the ship and then it traveled the world with them and then they brought it back. Well, when they came back, they were trying to figure out a way to put it back where it was. Cause that was the idea. You take it, then you bring it back. Well, they were a little too drunk. They couldn't remember where Ahab went. So they ended up keeping him as kind of like a mascot of all these adventures that they went on. So, that's so neat. Yeah, it's super cool. And I, I think that traveling is something that I don't do enough. And I talk to Jay about this a lot because I've not really been anywhere. You know, I mean, <gasps> we're, we're coming down to Arizona. I went, I've been to a couple places for, you know, for, I've been to Texas for, for a, for a baseball um, conference. You know, I've done a couple mm-hmm. things when I was coaching and teaching, but I've never really traveled and I kind of want to get, I need to go to the East coast. I live in Idaho. Yeah. You yeah, know? you do. Just to experience it. If yeah. nothing else, to experience it. Experience Washington, D.C. Like walk the streets of right. Washington, D.C., see the mall, see all of the, you know, the different things Washington Monument, you know, the Lincoln Memorial. They are bigger than you. I mean, you know, you see the pictures and you right. see the people and everything, right? So you know the how the size but when you're there it is definitely something that just is literally awe-inspiring right you think about this and you think this is my country and this is the things that that you know our founding fathers and the things that you know we have to be able to look at and it's amazing even just within the united states like you don't even need a passport to find amazing incredible things the Smoky Mountains, you know, like the Grand Canyon here in Arizona, Wes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, and like we things that 
I'm hoping to do a hike in every one of the states of the United States so that I can get out and experience one like special hike in each one of the states. Right. Well, you got to come. You got to come to Idaho and go do Bora. I do, <laughs> or do the Sawtooth or something. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of um, a lot of nice stuff around here, and it's it's amazing because yeah. there's a lot of people coming here that are like it's mm-hmm. kind of like Arizona. It's the same thing. It's kind of like the destination for these people who are trying to escape these these states like California. We're getting a lot of Californians here. We are too. Um, yeah. Well, that's the thing. They're like, they're escaping to Arizona or they're escaping to Idaho or they're going to yeah. Texas is another one. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people are going to Florida. It seems like, but yeah, yeah. I noticed that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Getting away from high expense, but not getting, you know, like a lot of times um, when I lived, I li- lived in Southern California for several years. And when I lived there, I loved where I lived because I lived about five miles from the beach. It wasn't right on yeah. the beach. So, you know, because I couldn't afford that. My gosh. <laughs> but it also was not like so far away. Like it, there's some places that are like basically Phoenix, only the cost of living was so much higher. And right. I'm like, well, if I'm going to live in the desert, I might as well live in, you know, Phoenix. I'm not going to with my fa- where my family is as opposed to, you know, Southern California. So. Yeah, it's pretty unfortunate with what's going on here um, just because it has raised the prices. So like being someone, I was born in California, but we moved here when I was 10. So I, my whole adult life has been here. I bought my yeah. first house here in 2000 and I paid uh, like $100,000 for it. And it was like a 1,500 square foot home, you know. And then I bought the second one that I bought was same thing 10 years later. And and now that same house is like a $500,000 house. So yeah. The, the cost of living hasn't gone up, but people are working from home. So they're moving up here from California and they're working out of their home. And then people who live here can't really afford to live here. It's, it's kind right. of weird. Because no, the that's so true. Um, I recently purchased a house and I caught it right at the beginning of the upward climb. Yeah. And it was so frustrating. I was, I was beyond myself. I'm like, I can't, I can't, there would be 20, 30 people and people would go like 50, $60,000 over. And I'm like, if the appraisal doesn't come in, you're out that money. (laughs) Yeah. You have to pay that. That's what, that's what they don't understand. It's like, you you got to pay the amount out of your pocket. And it's like, no, I can't do that. Yep. It's definitely tough because we moved out of a house that we paid $324,000 for sold it for six. And now to get something similar on some acreage, it's going to be $900,000. Oh, yeah. It's like, I yeah, never yeah, thought that easily. I was going to spend that kind of money for a house, but I have to, right. because I have no choice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. Yeah. Very true. So, so tell us, tell us a little bit about kind of your upbringing. You know, you, you mentioned that you were in California. <laughs> what kind of drove you in the direction uh, that you, that you are? I mean, did you go to college? Were you yes. an athlete in a high school? What are, what are some of the things that kind of put you where you are? <laughs> okay. Well, let's see. So growing up, I lived in a very um, active family, not active sports wise so much as we did a million other things and we always had animals. So 
I grew up with horses and cows and peacocks and chickens and all of that kind of stuff and goats, the whole bit. That's why you were doing <laughs> goat yoga goat yesterday. Yoga. <laughs> 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 I miss baby goats. They're yeah. so adorable. <laughs> but yeah, and it, it teaches you so much growing up, right? You learn about life and death. You learn about birth. You learn about a lot of things that happen. You learn about responsibility because you have to feed and clean. It's not like when you feel like it, it comes at a specific time and you have to do it. Right. You still have to go to school. You still have to make good grades because you want to get into college. So there's a lot of, um, you learn a lot of, of how to organize your day and how to, you know, make sure that the important things get done. And sometimes some of the leisure things get put off to the side. You know, you don't get necessarily right. to do as many things with friends because you have more things that you have to do. Um, and then... I um, actually started college at NAU, which is Northern Arizona University, and I went there for a couple of years, but um, I needed to make a little bit more money in order to continue paying for my college, and I knew I wanted to continue going to school so and get my degree, so I stopped for a while, and I went to work for a little startup airline called America West Airlines, and I worked for them for five years until... They um, went bankrupt and it was a restructuring bankruptcy. However, by that time I had met somebody and so we married. I didn't want to work for the the same company. Um, He's working for America West. I didn't want to have like all our eggs in one basket, so to speak, (laughs) because that gets expensive when you're um, both out of a job. So, you know. Having it already happen, they recalled me back. It was a furlough versus, you know, getting late. It was just like a a furlough experience. But I had started working for a bank at that point. And um, I moved to Las Vegas with the airline. And when I was in Las Vegas, I lived there for several years. I um, worked with Citigroup and um, I got a lot of experience there. And then um, I moved to Southern California. I'm trying to think. I'm like, why did I move to Southern California? <laughs> I just, I think I wanted to, you know, like it was one of those things where you just like. They're kind of all in the same area though, right? <laughs> I mean, like Arizona, yeah. like I, you don't really think about how close Arizona is until you actually oh, yeah. look at a map yeah, to yeah. California. And Las Vegas yeah. is super close as well. Like it's kind of like a triangle. Yep. It's like this little, like that's my little area of living actually. Yeah. So I moved Las Vegas and then um, moved to Southern California. I think I moved there. Um, oh, I got a management position with Sears um, back when Sears was really big. Not, yep. not, not when it like tanked, but um, not what it is right now. I, got a I mean, is there even right? Sears around anymore? I, I feel like I, I don't get know. Ads I haven't stuff, seen any. They sold off so many things. Yeah, they yeah. sold off their Kenmore brand. They sold off their um, their Craftsman brand. They had to, you know, like they've just not done well, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, when I went, they um, for the management position, they fly you out to Chicago. It was February, freezing cold. I'm from Arizona. You got to understand. <laughs> <laughs> snow for me was Flagstaff snow, which is not the same as right. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. It was getting into the negative double digits. And I'm like, I-, I don't have enough clothes in my entire closet to keep me (laughs) (laughs) let alone my suitcase. So luckily, you know, I was interviewing, it was a short period of time that we were there. Um, and I, it was very 
I think I got about three hours sleep because I flew in and then the next morning they drive you to the place and then they have these big, huge interviews, but they tell you, we watch you the entire time. Like when you're eating, when you're talking to other people all the time, they're watching you constantly because if you're going to manage one of their stores, they want to make sure that you're, you know, not, not just putting on airs for the interview. Right. Right. So it you're exhausted. All these people are just like, at their like they're like I'm exhausted I haven't gotten much sleep I think the most sleep anybody got was like five hours uh-huh. and then they fly you out at the end of the day and you don't know you know you're just sitting there going that's a crazy well, process I, I got it yeah it was and um <clears throat> so then I went to Southern California because I could have a better store there uh-huh. um better position better store so I had that opportunity and I really really enjoyed that opportunity it was something that um, I thought I really would love retail. I honestly, cause I love to shop, but once you get behind the scenes, <laughs> you get behind the scenes and you start doing things. And I will say to this day, I find myself reorganizing stuff. So like, it's always smallest <laughs> to largest on the racks and stuff. And if people have just like haphazardly put stuff in there, I'll like recolor code it and stuff while I'm just talking to somebody and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like nothing. <laughs> I can't help myself. It's a bad habit, but I, I do it. And Jay will tell you because we were at a, an event and he had shirts and I was just like, Oh, these look messy. So I start refolding them <laughs> and he's like, what are you doing? And how are you doing that without a folding board? And I'm like years of experience. <laughs> yeah. I've done it before. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. So that, um, Retail was, it's like one of those things, right? You go into something because you think, oh, I'm going to really love this because I yeah. love this aspect of it. And then it turns out that maybe the job isn't the same as the thing that you were thinking, you know? Yes, I got to find out all the new stuff that came out. But on the other hand, I would work overnights before Thanksgiving holidays and stuff yeah. because I would have to, you know, make sure that everything was out for the, you know, especially if you, whenever you have those big changes, right? Thanksgiving, Christmas, like you have all those big changes that it literally happen, happens overnight. They lock you in the store, perimeter alarms are all on and you're just sitting in the store, like taking all the old stuff down and putting all the new yeah. stuff up. And not really getting paid everything. anymore to do that because it's oh, salary. Oh, no, no, because you're salary. Right. That's the, that's the trade-off. Yep, <laughs> yep it is. Yeah. I don't think I ever got the extra time. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, it's you funny. Know, you do get good. In, in California Go now with salary, uh-huh. like even though you have salary, they have to pay you for your overtime. So like, mm. it's super weird. I worked at Les Schwab down there for a couple of years and the company that I worked, you know, Les Schwab, which is now a, mm-hmm. it got sold. It was a family owned business and it got sold because there's so many of them now to some big company. Uh-huh. Um, but everything, every lawsuit that ever came against them was due to something in California. And some assistant yeah. manager lost his job and then he sued the company for wages because he was working 70 to 80 hours and only getting paid for, you know, you know, it really, it, when you, when it's boiled down to the amount of work you, you do oh, yeah. when to we get would paid go salary. To our, yeah. When we would go to our, um, meetings for you know managers like all the managers and everything it'd be all the southern california people sit at this table i think alaska had a separate table too because they had different rules but then all the right. rest of the united states right you know yeah. you're like oh, i kind of feel like i'm left out yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you, everything in that company changed. Anytime something changed, like California changed something, it changed company-wide. So like Idaho changed, Oregon changed. A lot of companies do that. Yeah. Not everybody does, but a lot of companies do just to make it easier because it's so hard HR-wise to keep track of what's going on with that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then, then from from retail, I uh, actually decided to get back into the airline. I did a few like odd things. Like I said, I did a flower yeah. shop. I did flower fun shop. things, you know, just every once in a while, like be, I, it started off helping out around Valentine's Day with my, at my friend's flower shop. She owned it. And mm. I had a great time doing it. And I was like, oh, this looks like fun. <laughs> I'll do this for fun. You know, like yeah. it was like a second job. So I did extra stuff. Um, and then from there, um, I lived in Southern California for a very long time and loved it there. Um, unfortunately, my mom got sick with breast cancer. And one thing that is absolute with me is family. So I came home like that's <laughs> I, w- I couldn't keep going back and forth and, you know, taking that chance. So I came home. And it was great because my niece was growing up too. So I got to see like all of her plays and things like that, that I wouldn't have seen if I had stayed in Southern California and everything. Um, So when I came back, I came back with US Airways, which merged with American Airlines. So therefore I am currently an accounting at American Airlines. (laughs) So you've always, so you've been there for a long time now then, huh? Kind of full circle back to my airline roots. (laughs) (laughs) So I went out, played around a little bit, and came back to airline. (laughs) So did you end up finishing college? Did you go back? Oh, yeah. Somewhere in there, let's see. Somewhere in there, I did go back to school (laughs) and um, got my bachelor's degree in business administration. I started at NAU, like in forestry, and um, loved, loved the idea of it. Again, the idea of it, right? That's a big jump. It's like forestry to accounting. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it is. I know, totally opposite, but yeah, um, yeah because the um, we did a. I think it was my sophomore year. We did a um, field trip, and back when I was in school, like there wasn't a lot of computers to do a lot of this stuff and everything. And they have these towers that are super, super tall, and there's really not much up there. And there's you know spotting scopes, and you like watch the horizon for smoke and stuff, and it's you. Yeah. You. And you sit up there and I'm like, for how long? And they're like, oh, sometimes weeks at a time. And I'm like, oh. yeah, no, check out. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I need to talk to someone. I got to talk to somebody. <laughs> I'm gonna, we did, you know, I mean, you're out in the middle of the woods. It's not like yeah. you're in a place where, you know, you can get, you can sit there and watch TV or any of that kind of stuff. I mean, you're literally up in the woods and I'm like, yeah, you can hike around and everything, but your main job, you know, like they have different people come up and relieve you at different times. But your main job up there is to be paying attention, looking for forest fires, things like that, making sure, you know, if there's bears that are getting wild rogue rogue and stuff like that. And that part actually didn't bother me. Like I climbed through on my stomach into this little tiny hole. It was like, I don't know, like I swear, it felt like it was like barely big enough for me to get my shoulders through. And then it opened up underneath. And it was a um, bear hibernation thing. And we tagged the bears while they were hibernating. Oh, that's and then, scary. Yeah. <laughs> and then really, one time we had really like, sure yeah. they're not going to oh, wake up. Oh, <laughs> very. 
a little extra dose of a tranquilizer. Here you yeah. go, little bear. <laughs> Sleep well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then then um, I volunteered with Game and Fish um, and would do like, they had like the radio, you would put on the big headset and the radio thing and you'd go around and find out. And they had different beeps. So you had mortality beeps. So you knew if they weren't, they were no longer alive. Um, but you also had like different things you could tell where, what area they were coming from. And you would just go to these, you know, oh, like followed around and track where they were and everything. So, yeah. So, so back at the airlines things. and the one thing that I think <laughs> kind of brought us together is Jay is, Jay is kind of a car guy. He, he will tell yeah. you, he's not really a car guy, but he is a car guy, um, <laughs> you know, and I think that most people think that cars <clears throat> with Jay anyway, like I think that he thinks that, well, I'm not a car guy cause I can't like change a motor. I can't do this. I can't do like, that's not really what he's right. into, but, um, I, I consider him a car guy. I mean, that's all there is to he it. Is. Like if you, if you have a car like that and you know how to do things to it and you do all that stuff, you yep. like cars. He likes cars. He talks about yeah. cars. He likes oh, all yeah. the time. So all, what all got you into cars? Um, my freshman year in college, I bought a 69 Chevy Nova that the guy had ripped the headliner out of it, the air conditioning out of it. No air conditioning in Phoenix, Arizona is not fun. Um, (laughs) but I didn't have a car and I wanted a car to be able to drive back and forth to school. And I got it for a song because the engine had stopped working and he was just like $500 and you can have it. So I had it towed to a friend's house and I learned at that time how to work on a motor. So I ground the heads, did the whole thing. Like he helped me rebuild it, but I, you know, rebuilt the engine on that car. So that car was like my car. That's awesome. And um, <laughs> yeah, like if I needed to make, that's what I liked about the older cars too, though, because like if you need to make a repair on the fly, you usually can. Right. Um, you can come up with some way to make it work. It's not all electronic. And now you pop open the hood and many times it's already, it's like pre covered with plastic or something where you can't even get get in there (laughs) and some of them you still can but i mean most of it is run by you know the the brain of the car so to speak and it's just it's much more electronic much more you know many more things can go wrong if you don't do exactly the right thing versus like the older cars where you could just you know like you could you could wing it pretty much i had to put a bobby pin in for my accelerator pedal one time that's awesome because <laughs> the pin broke loose. until yeah. i could find it <laughs> yep. you stuck to that's hey so, I mean, yeah, that's what you do like so that kind of got me into it right and then i started going to off-road racing um like the mint 500 in uh, las vegas but back when the mint uh hotel and casino was called the mint and it no longer is but um, so we used to go to the off-road racing. I used to go to um, NHRA racing, and I went to a few of the other ones, but I, I like the fast, like the, the strip racing much better because it's just like, it, you know, you get immediate satisfaction, right? Yeah. Get to see what happens, watch the funny cars, met John Force, met, you know, several different people because... I am the kind of person that will walk up to somebody and just say, Hey, hi, (laughs) I'd like to meet you. Um, And then I started it when I was living in Las Vegas, I started getting interested in um, the air racing 
So they have a lot oh, of air yeah. racing that goes, oh gosh, that's a that fantastic. That super cool. I talked to the pilot of the Rare Bear, which is um, was uh, one of the one of the winning, one of the most winning prop, you know, planes that they had out there. And he said, you fight that plane so hard that he literally loses weight in one race. Oh yeah. Because he is fighting it so hard around some of those corners. So, um, but yeah, it's just, it fascinates me, you know, like things, different things fascinate me. And, and once it, once I get interested in it. So yeah. So when I moved back to Phoenix from Southern California, I really didn't have my base of friends anymore because I had been gone for a long time. Uh And um, I decided I met Stefan Salanga, who works at American with me. And um, he actually, I said, hey, I want to get back into the car scene. Like, do you know anybody? And so he introduced me to Jay and Cody and I met people through that. I got my car uh, professionally tuned, uh, not the car I drive now, but a different one. Um, I had it professionally tuned. I used to go to Wild now, when Horse you Horse um, let, When you say Cody, it, we're talking about <laughs> Cody Walker, right? Is that who we're talking about? No, or not Cody? that Cody. <laughs> okay, different Cody. All right, tell Cody, yeah, that, um, Cody, it, we're, uh, he is part of Arizona Elites. And okay. He has a green Mustang. And, um, oh, yeah, I've seen that one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fast. Um, I went to his tuner because he was like, oh, yeah, you got to check this out, you know. And so I I had so much fun with that car, but it would break constantly. And I was using it as a daily on top of taking it out. What, to Wild what was, was that like, car? Oh. Because your first one, you said it was a it was Chevy a Nova. It was, oh, so it you, was a, yeah, is... I had a Chevy Nova. I had a Berlinetta Camaro. Yeah. I had... See, I'm confused with this because <laughs> here is my problem, Okay. And I'll make a confession to you. I got rid of my Jeep. I got rid of my Jeep last week and I bought a new pickup. What? Because I just could not, I, I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't do it. I've driven Chevys for so long. And the biggest thing was cry. like, it just was not made. It was not ma- No, you'll like my new truck. My new truck is awesome. Um, oh, okay. But it was not made. And that was one of the things I was going to tell you. Like I haven't even popped the hood yeah. on it yet because I knew exactly what I was getting, but it's got a bigger motor in it than... I essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. got the same truck that I have for work, except for my work truck. You know, my boss owns that and he pays for that. And mm, it's, right, it's a right. custom. And when I started working here, he let me pick the truck I wanted. Oh, here, all right. And I, I, and I wanted. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> the cat. <laughs> He's like crying. I'm like, shh. Yeah. So anyway, I ended up with an LT version, which was what I really wanted when he got me my work truck. Mm -hmm. And so Mm. this thing is, I mean, it's got a bigger motor in it and I haven't even popped the hood on it because I'm so confident in what Chevy does that I didn't even, I was like, I know what I'm getting. I don't need to, I don't need to look at it. And, but there's so many things that's different about the LT versus the, versus my truck. So I went from a five, three to a six, two, and I'm like, whoa, yeah. Yeah. And I, so I had Chevys for a long time. Uh-huh. Um, and it's not that, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> hey, hey. Don't not break the, the vodka. Not the, not the vodka. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but I had Chevys for a long time, but I don't, um, I don't have, uh, I've driven Toyota. I had a Toyota RAV4. I enjoyed that very much. So, uh-huh. um, I like performance cars, so I like yeah. GTOs. 
Mm-hmm. I like um, my my mom used to have a Pontiac Trans Am. She used to have a Pontiac Le Mans. So I've had I've driven a lot of GM cars, um, but I did like the Ford Mustangs. And when um, my first uh, my first Ford Mustang was for those of you who can't <laughs> see this, the cat Ford, is <laughs> going crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. Cat in my, her cat. Um, I know it's my my little kitty cat that like, yep. likes to be in everybody's face. Um, but my first Ford Mustang was, um, just like a, I don't know, it seemed, it was back when they started going away from the performance models. And Uh so I got rid of it rather quickly. Um, but when I moved back to Arizona, I found a, um, 2011 and it had a cyclone engine in it and it was, it had the bigger gears in the back. Um, it had, uh, you know, like it just had, it was set up for track racing and it was so much fun and it it really was it was a great car um but it you know but it was 2011 it was starting to get miles on it and everything because unfortunately i have to drive quite a ways to work (laughs) and um so and i and i only have right now because with the with the house and everything else i only have money for a car right now right so i would love to get a second car and I would get probably an older Jeep, like the old CJ7, oh, yeah. but knowing yeah. what I'm getting into. So Jeeps, the newer Jeeps aren't built as well as the older ones. And right. and they're really not like, um, I don't know. I, I think of them as, when I think of a Jeep, I think of it as a, like a fun play car, right? right? Like take it up to the snow, play in the, you know, like out, off-roading kind of thing. And that but, was kind of my problem is I had, I had it yeah. for almost a year and, you know, I did a lot of stuff to it and, and I just, it never left the pavement. And I was just like, this is, yeah. it's not comfortable to drive on the pavement for, yeah. all the time. No, no, and no, I just really. like, I just can't do it. So <laughs> yeah. now I have, now and, I and have something. Very true. And trucks are, you know, that's the other thing. Like people are like, oh, get that Jeep with the truck bed. I'm like, I would never do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, just, I no, would, not me. <laughs> but after driving <laughs> what me. I had, cause I had a, mine was a 2015 yeah, like Rubicon mm-hmm. Unlimited. And after driving it, it was just mm-hmm. kind of like, if they haven't changed the way that these are, then it doesn't really they make sense. a little bit, but I mean, like, for instance, my friend has one, they do take it off road a lot. Um, one of the nice things that I did like about hers is that if it starts, if it has a low tire, it will automatically like air them up oh. like her car. Yeah. Like the, so that's like Jeep the H1 like Hummers the, used to do that too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Super cool. You know, like I'm like, oh, we have a low tire tire. And she goes, oh, just drive it around for a little bit more and it'll air up. And I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but it's made so that you can, when you're off-road, like if you're in sand and you need to lower the air in your tires yep. to off-road in sand, you can let some of the air out. And then after you drive it around a while, it just, it, you know, refills it up so that right. you're back to your normal pressure. You don't have to worry about carrying an additional, you know, air compressor or something like that. Yep. Getting but down yeah, I meant, I met Jay because I wanted a, one of the one auto stickers and I wanted it to be a special color. <laughs> I wanted it to be orange. Oh, my car was blue with orange I've flames, right? I about that. I've heard this story before. 
<laughs> yeah, and then it never got on the car. I kept trying to put it on the car, and it was like, I can't put things on straight. Like, I know I have that problem, so I need somebody to help me. And especially because I am short, so, like, <laughs> to reach across my car is, like, like I have to really stretch or get a stool or something to hit yeah. the middle of a car, even on a low Mustang, you know? Like, it's just... You're messy. not that... How tall are you? You're not that short. <laughs> Five, four and a half. Okay, I guess you are. My my wife is five, five, so you're about the same height. <laughs> yeah, short. Yeah. I mean, especially when you're reaching, like if you're trying to do something straight and nice, and, you know what I mean? Like you want it yeah. to look nice. You don't want it to be on there like crooked and everything. That but was I the other problem with the Jeep that is that, yeah, <laughs> got to put that on. Just go over and have Jay no, do it for you. No, now I'm going to have the new sticker put on the new car. Yeah. <laughs> That was kind of part of the reason why I had to get rid of the Jeep as well. Is like my mom is my mom is pretty tall, but she's getting older. And my wife had to use it the other day. And my wife is five five, and it was lifted, you know, and yeah, it right, had big right. tires on it. And her trying to get in and out of it was not fun. And she reminded right. me of that. And every especially time she if she's wearing in. a dress or anything like that, you know, like you go to, yeah. you know, I mean, I drove a. a crew cab dually for a while, um, just between cars. I know. Awesome. With a big, huge mirror. These things are, that, like, it's getting crazy in here. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Well, because, like, we did a lot of camping and everything. And so, like, I've driven pretty much. I've uh, My dad let me drive a 40-foot motorhome when I was probably 16. Well, you lived and on a like, farm. I mean, that's, that's kind of the like, thing. Drive it down the road, and then don't forget the tires are behind you. So when you go to turn, you have to pass where you're going to turn it. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, you learn how to do a whole bunch of different things. So I'm hopeful that um, at some point I may even be able to drive for Barrett Jackson, you know, do some yeah. of those cars. Because I just love, I would love to drive a Ford GT, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, you're in the right place to get to see all those cars and stuff. Like, I mean, I up here we don't see a ton of them, but there there are a few. Like, I'm driving down the road and I see a Lamborghini. And I'm like, whoa, where'd that come from? Yeah, we see them all the time in Scottsdale. Yeah, yeah it's like nothing. <laughs> like, ah, nothing. Yep. <laughs> What's that? Yep. <laughs> oh, that's an Aston Martin. Don't mm. worry. Everybody yeah. has one of them. <laughs> oh, so it's you got an event like today. That in Scottsdale sometimes. Yeah, there's yep. an event today um, through the lens. So they're doing uh, like cars that are hard to shoot. So like white cars or black cars are typically more difficult to um, photograph than you know, cars that have um, maybe fancy wraps or something like that on them. Um, they're also doing a video one, like rollers and stuff like that, where that's when you're taking a picture of the car as it's driving um, uh -huh. down the freeway or something. And you, these guys, man, these people that do these photographs, I mean, yeah, there's drones and stuff, but most of these guys, they just have their really good camera equipment hanging out the side of a car or off the back of a truck or something, taking some of these pictures. And it's just amazing, like yeah. amazing, the shots they get. Um, and even the still shots, like how they how they capture the right background and stuff like that. And sure, there's some filtering and stuff like that on some cars, but some of them, they just, just their raw footage is just amazing. You know, yeah. like it's incredible. So it takes, I mean, it takes practice to figure that out, right? <laughs> it definitely does. Definitely. And, yeah. and guts, you know, like to be able to be going 60, 70, maybe 
bastard <laughs> i know i was i was thinking as you're talking about it i'm thinking about this picture that was posted that i don't know if it was on jay's page or if it was on one auto but the guy who's kind of in a sling off the back of the car just shooting with the car you're like man this is crazy but that's <laughs> yeah. how they get those shots but you know like yeah and then you think about it like like those storm like i think for Becca maybe does uh, one of the one of them does also oh storm yeah storm chasing, chasing. Yep. as well yeah and out here storm chasing is a lot safer than probably like Oklahoma storm chasing yeah you're like going through you're a going dust out storm. after the tornado well yeah you yeah. have <laughs> dust storms you have you know some severe lightning and weather like that yeah but we don't really get tornadoes and stuff out here I mean occasionally but they're they're nothing like you know the Midwest and all of that where. They, when they do that kind of thing and whew, that that's scary just in and of itself. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, we're kind of winding down here, but it's been super yep. awesome to kind of hear your oh, story. Thanks. And I know that we're yeah. going to be connected for a long time. I just, so. I, oh yeah. I, I mean, that's one thing about me is like, if I make a good, if I make a friend, they're my friend for life, you know, it may take you, there may be times that I don't talk to somebody for you know, weeks or months, but then I can pick up a friendship right away again. And, you know, yeah. I just, I feel like it's very important to make those connections because if you don't have connections throughout your life, um, then really what is life for, you know, it's not yeah. for the things it's not for the, you know, you get bored with things. Um, I don't, I, I rarely, rarely ever get bored with people, maybe at a, a moment, but, but there's always <laughs> something interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely love to interact with people, animals, you know, like living, breathing things. Yeah. So, so you're on, you're on Instagram quite I, a bit, I am, but you have I a am. private account, but you also have one that have a, is the I other one not one. private. Okay. That's correct. So why don't you tell people where they can find you? Cause this is kind of your car. This is where you post a lot about your car, right? Yeah, it is. Yep. Um, it's, um, the, so a lot of people don't even know this. It's a Nordic goddess. It's Freya, but it's spelled in the old Nordic way. So it's F R E Y. Somebody had the, um, whole name Freya. So I put a dot J A and then wild one. Yeah. <laughs> Jay said so that that it. was girls gone wild. <laughs> I know. <which> is, <laughs> I'm like, you know, you're not far off from my college days. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I had a friend, we wore t-shirts that were just not, not appropriate that we would wear. That was had words that, you know, you're My such a rebel. Would probably be so ashamed. <laughs> uh, well, but, yeah. hey, you know, one more one more question for you. If you guys want to follow Cat, sure. I'll put her Instagram profile in the show notes. Um, this will be coming out in a couple of weeks, so when you hear this, um, the event will have already happened. But you can follow what is it one one auto underscore movement? Yeah, that's on it. IG as well, and you can see if you're a car mm -hmm. person. Uh, and Jay says it's not a car person thing, but it, it is. Everyone's one auto. You can have a Geo Metro, it's, and I don't know if he yes. got it yet, but he said, he told us one time <laughs> on a live, if you DM him and you have a Geo Metro, he'll send you a one auto sticker. So, Oh, that's awesome. We'll throw that back awesome. out there again. He'll be, he's he's yeah, going to be Project editing cars, it, so he's going to hear cars. it. Yeah, any kind, yeah. Of, any kind of vehicle. Like, it can be off-road. It can be a race car. It could be, a, you know, your project car. It could be your daily whatever it's not it's not so much about the car itself as much as it is the people that are passionate about something like the vehicles and everything and that's what it is yep 
it's awesome. It's a it's a great thing because it doesn't it doesn't pigeonhole you into being in a car club. It's just you you're there. Yeah. And you can belong to other car clubs. We don't have that exclusivity where you're not allowed to because it's not a car club. It's a movement. It's all of yeah. us and what we do and how, you know, what we I've met people, um, the Arizona Adventure Group. I've met um, Monique and Edgar through that and, you know, did a hiking challenge with them and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's like all, you meet all kinds of different people, too. So it's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful group. Yeah. Well, the million dollar question is always yes. how do you define your success? What do you what what would you say success is for you? Because like we talked about in the beginning, it's different for everyone. What's for me what's, success is what I've been able to provide to somebody else for them to become um in that what what they want to to achieve what they want to achieve. Um I have mentored many people i've um i try to make connections with people like i did with you know you and jay and noah (laughs) and um you know anything like that like anytime i'm able to help elevate somebody else it really uh, i feel like i've become successful by helping elevate them so yeah and that is i want you guys to know that that is super apparent you know i mean I was sitting like, I, I know Catherine from Jay, you know, like she's commenting on my post. She's following me on Instagram. Like two years ago, it started happening that way. And that was really all I knew. I just like, this is this lady that says, I like your post. <laughs> and then we get on one drink Wednesday and then it becomes a thing where we can talk and we can be interacting. And, yeah. and you know, yeah. I mentioned that I would love to interview Noah, Noah Nelson. If you guys haven't checked that out, he's the son of Craig T. Nelson, but he's a writer and he's super cool. And, uh, and then that turned into a friendship. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that, and then last time I was down there, we had a drink together and Dang. I'm and coming down way taller than I thought. Yeah. I'm a big dude. That was the other thing with the Jeep. Like it was super hard to get in there with the baby behind me. So yeah, now the truck, I can just sit back. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, um, it has an extra cab too. Yeah. It's a crew cab. No, yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. It's uh you have to send me a picture of it. I'd love yeah, to see it. I will. I posted it the other day on Instagram. Jay posted something oh, about like post oh, a video okay. that's with a song. I probably, thought it was your, I probably thought it was your work truck or something. I probably was no. like, hey, he has a Jeep. <laughs> yeah, my work truck is completely covered in blind appeal stuff, which is where I work. So I'm gonna it, uh, so I ax I, I kind of I didn't wreck my truck, but something happened to it. So once that gets fixed, I'm going to do a side by side of the two of them and, and say, hey, this is how we roll in our family. Because we have my wife drives a white Honda Pilot black edition. Oh, neat. and essentially the two trucks are like they're both trail bosses, which is kind of Chevy's black edition. So they have black wheels, black grill, black everything. And so it, it I looks kind of cool. My car is. Yep. It's white, but it has like everything's blacked out. So like the ponies blacked out, the whole yeah. grill's blacked out. Yeah, I love that. It's so much nicer. It, it used to be clean. like chrome was the way to go. And now chrome is like <laughs> yeah. gone. It's black. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah this yeah. looks stealthy. <laughs> it's so nice. It yeah. is. And it's easy to keep clean. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, and plus my, so my car currently is white, but it's a convertible. So it has a black top. So the yeah. extra black, just like kind of like all fits with it. It's not just like an all white car with a black top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And those Mustangs, I, my parents had a 98 GT and I'll tell you what, Ooh, that was nice. one of the fastest cars I'd ever been in. Like, mm-hmm. and I, and that's not saying much, but it was pretty dang quick. You drop that thing in a third a, gear and you could pass anyone. Boom. Oh yeah. So. Yep. I had a, 
I had a standard 2000, was it 2000? I think 2000 GT Mustang when I lived in Vegas. So the windows could be like super dark. Like they didn't care. Yeah. They didn't have like, you could have almost a limo tent on your windows. So people couldn't see in and my car was black on top oh. of it. And so, and I had a dark interior. So everything was very dark in that car. And I raced, I, I didn't race somebody on the streets, but I did. <laughs> and when we got to the next light, I just unrolled the window and just looked over and said, hey, you just got beat by a girl. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> you can't see me, but now you do. <laughs> now you know. They're all like, oh, <laughs> yep. should have tried harder. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, you know, it was awesome having you on here. I really, I really appreciate you. you taking the time. I hope fun. you have a great time at the event and, um, I look Thank forward you. to the friendship that we continue to have. Yes, absolutely. And I look forward to the next time you come out so we can drag you somewhere. I don't know where. Yeah. Someplace iconic. <laughs> I'm a little bummed because we're coming down in June and it sounds like Jay might not be there. We just found out yesterday. So that kind of <sighs> irks Jay. me a little bit. He, his, you know, he has to do what he has to do, but their his Toronto yeah. gig is asking him to be on site. So that means that he oh. may have to go on site. Yeah, so he'll have to go to Toronto. That. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh well, I'll be there. I'll have to visit him in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> take a take a little trick, quick trip up there. <laughs> so. We'll take you to Route sixty six, or we'll take you somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we got to find stuff for the kid. You know the. My wife want, my wife likes to do things, but I also want to kind of relax because it's like five days we're going to be there. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see how that goes. <laughs> so, and there's places that are close. That's a nice thing about Phoenix is that there's literally places that you can within a couple hours be where it's cooler, like Flagstaff or Payson or someplace like yeah. that. You're in the pine trees. So um, you know, hit me up and I'll make sure that you get a place that you can hang out with the kids and have fun and yeah, you know, enjoy sure. and not be so like I'm. I'm sure wherever you go, there's going to be a pool. So, <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the thing. Yeah. We'll have but, to talk about that. Cause I, I talked to Jay a little <laughs> bit too. You might be a little bit more expanded on where we could go, but yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll definitely hit you up. So. All right. We'll have a great day. Yeah, you too. Thank you. All right, everyone. Well, that is the end of the show. And I wanted to say thanks again to Kat for showing up and sharing her story with us. Um, until next time, I challenge you to find the shape of your success. 